a tap-in in these circumstances. What you have seen is as good as anything the competition has produced in this and many a season. You don't need me to explain it. Just watch this. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Full 3 Points Podcast. Uh, it's been about a month since we've uh, talked to you all. Since then, uh, Jason's went to Florida, Garrett's went to Idaho, um, and we also have picked up two new pundits to the podcast. Very exciting uh, day for us. Yeah, no telling how consistently or inconsistently you'll hear from these guys, but they're here. Uh, Dan, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, my name's Dan. I'm here to party. talk about... Talk about soccer party <laughs> and uh, have a beer and have a good time. What club do you support, Dan? FC Barcelona. There you go. Introducing my buddy Garrett. <clears throat> if you remember, I'm Jason. Also Garrett. And we have another Garrett joining the podcast today. Who would ever believe that? So, <laughs> yeah. Garrett, so, introduce yourself. What club do you support? <clears throat> yeah, we're going to have to go with probably GOB. Mm hmm. Just to distinguish the two. Yep. G-O-B, a.k.a. Gob, a.k.a. Gobzors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, big supporter of Arsenal and uh, pseudo supporter of Wolves. I'll just go out on a limb and, and say that. We'll just basically remove any any opinion that you have of this. Wow. Okay, can you edit that part out? Sometimes Arsenal supporter generally though, like Leicester, Wolves. They're more. Uh, 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 so like all sometimes the they're more fun. Gab is also uh, part Portuguese now. All right, <laughs> so uh, you know you know the drill. We kick it off with starting eleven. Uh, I'm gonna th start the timer. Um, we're gonna focus on reactions and top stories coming out of the first three weeks of the Premier League. Garrett, yeah. you're going to kick us off. Start. Yeah. All right, so the first three weeks of the Prem, I think what has stood out to me the most is the handball rule and the VAR usage. I hope you guys are prepared for this one because it blew my mind this week. So if you guys, I'm sure you're aware of it, they made the rule change this year that said basically any handball that, or any, any outstretched arm that a ball hits the hand basically becomes a handball. Unnatural position, right? Yeah, any yeah. unnatural position, yeah. And, and normally you'd be like, well, that makes sense, but... You know, the, when the refs are asked before the season, well, you get to be more strict on this because that was the, the rule last year as well. Uh, it leads to like bizarre calls. And I, and I would say um, there's stats behind that that show. So basically, I think it was the Man City or Leicester game. They had talked about there have been 22 PKs altogether this year, not just handballs, but 22 PKs. Um, they averaged 80 per year over the last five seasons. Okay. Wow. So for so for a full season, yeah. right? They're averaging eighty. There's been twenty two this year. Eight this year have already been for a handball, and they average twenty all year on average. So for the whole season, right? So right now they're on pace. The prem is on pace for two hundred and twenty eight PKs, and over eighty for handballs. Mm -hmm. Think about Goodness. the ridiculousness of two hundred and thirty PKs in a season. So luckily today they've made a change, right? And they said. We're gonna we're gonna change this unnatural thing, right, and make it so that it has to be kind of a referee's decision. Uh, I'm interested in your guys' thoughts. Um, you know, do we think it should be more of like a? I think it should be a judgment call, right? The referee should say, "Hey, if he's running and the ball kind of strikes him in the arm while he's running, no handball." What What do you guys think? As a black and white thing, you're either a video computer referee or yeah. you have a human referee, so it should be a judgment call if there's a human referee. Yeah. Because the computer can't read the flow of the game and understand what's happening. Yeah. But if you kick the ball in somebody's arm that's three feet away yeah. from their body and it prevents potentially something happening, it's hard to argue mm -hmm. with that. I think, it, I think it has to come down to the impact that it has 
yeah. in that specific situation. Because if I think about the penalty kick that Manchester United got against Brighton this Isn't past week, the weekend, first one that's ever happened after the final whistle. It is first winning mm. penalty. Yeah. The game exactly. was over. unbelievable. And, 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 and in fact, yeah. that was the right call. It was. Yeah. Was it his was it arm was in, It was Mape. Ma- his arm was in unnatural position yeah. above his body, and ball yeah. took a huge deflection. So I, I think it's I think yeah. it's unlucky, but I think that you have to give it. But, now, but but you look at the other the other side of that, right? Like Manchester United faced the opposite, right, with Victor Lindelof getting one against Crystal Palace, and he's running down the field, and the ball hits him in the hand as he's running through the box. But if you watch, you know, you could see real time the referee go over to the VAR screen at the side of the pitch. And he's literally just watching a cut scene of, of his arm doing like a punching motion over and over again, hitting the ball. Well, of course you're going to call a handball. All you're looking to do is see, did the ball strike his arm? You're not looking to say, this dude's running down the field and it popped up and hit him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I think it should be a judgment call. I, I agree with you that it should be black and white, but I think VAR should be... I think they talk about this with football a lot, right? Like, it should be real speed, real, like, like clear and obvious. Yeah, they yeah. have they have inclusions like, um, it's a football motion, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. running is just natural. Like, your arms yeah. move when you're natural. Now, I like to look at that one against Crystal Palace because I like to look at it from the aspect of my fantasy team. So I had Saha yeah. on my team, and so end result, end result yeah. was fantastic well, for me, especially because Dehea saved it and came off the line. Yeah. Punched that ball yeah. all day. Right? But I think the best part of that is being with you during that. Oh, and I'm, I'm screaming at the TV. Roller coaster of because, emotions. Roller coaster of emotions. Screaming yeah. at the TV because of the terrible handball call. And then seeing <laughs> Dehea save the PK from, uh, who, who took it? Was it Townsend? IU? Townsend. It was Iowa Townsend, I can't remember. Gets called back because he's like an inch off the line, which to be fair is the rule. I think it's the wrong usage of VAR, but but whatever, right? It is the He rule. totally was over the line. And then Zaha jumps up, and this guy is screaming, yeah, yeah, not because Manchester United is losing as an Arsenal fan, but because his fantasy team is going to benefit if Zaha I mean, scores a goal. It's I would classic. I would be pumped with Crystal Palace getting a result against Man U anyway, but yeah. seeing, but to be fair, like, in level-headed, that shouldn't have been a PK. Yeah. It's, it's like it was just normal arm movement as you're running. Like, yeah. yeah, I think I think on that note though, you know, something that I've taken away from the first few weeks of the Prem is just there's been some shocking results. Shocking <laughs> results. Yeah, Leicester five, Man City two, three penalty kicks for Leicester. Yep, Palace first time three, ever. Or it was the second time ever that three penalty kicks were given uh, at against the home team. Against the home team. Wow. Palace three, United one, West Ham four, Wolves zero. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, God. That's crazy. Yeah. You Sorry, know what the man. best part about that? Uh, best part about that? No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on. Best part about that Leicester Man City game is I had Vardy on my bench. Oh. Mm. I don't understand if you carry you should Vardy on your Vardy. fantasy squad. How does he ever end up on Who your bench? Who do you play against Man City? Who's playing over him? Harry Kane. Jimenez. Jimenez? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was the first. That was also oh, the same weekend as uh, West Ham blanked them. Uh, Another one that people shouldn't forget about is we, <laughs> gave, we gave Chelsea a lot of love on this podcast in yeah. our preseason predictions. Mm. Um, yep. They tied West Brom 3-0. Uh, sorry, 3-3 after being down 3-0, and they yeah. only tied them with a 93-minute goal from Tammy Abraham. I yeah. got to watch that I game. I saw that game, too. And that's a... 
win for Chelsea and a loss for West Ham. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. West Brom. West, West Brom. West Brom. You have definitely, definitely West Brom dropping what is going to be very valuable points for them in terms of yeah. staying yeah. up this season. They and were Chelsea. Three nil up. To me, there's Feels like a loss. To me, there's yeah. definitely a hangover with a ton of clubs in terms of the impacts from Project Restart, the yeah. short off season. The infusion of new players into squads with yeah. short amount of time to actually get acclimated. You have a new managers as well. So yep. what I also think is worth mentioning is the form that Everton are in. Ooh. Dude, okay. So you have now hit on two different items in, in one topic that I had, which is kind of down that same path of uh, a lot of new players on a lot of teams and the Everton form is how money is impacting teams very differently. Have you guys noticed that this year? So for sure. So Everton... With like one or two big pickups, right? With um, with uh, Decore from Watford and Allen from Napoli, but James Rodriguez from Real Madrid, and here and suddenly they are one of the best teams in the league. They look like they could go unbeaten all year the way they're playing. Uh, plus five goal differential, barely giving up, uh, barely giving up any goals. I think they're on a six-game win streak with like a twenty-to-six scoreline, right? A, a wow. Impressive it's, win away at Spurs. Yeah, has, has made made Crystal Palace, you know, you know, they broke them down so much yeah, easy yeah. when United made it look so hard. Yeah, not not to break into transfers too early, but man, what a difference that team looks. And then alternatively, you look at how money impacts a team like Man City, who have spent more on their defense than most countries' GDP this year. And <laughs> True. You know, Nathan True. Ake, Ruben Diaz, all these guys, they have a negative one goal differential. Yeah. Granted, they've played one Na- less game. but they've Ake's a, already scored, though. Yeah, and a, and a five to two loss to Leicester. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, you, you have a negative one goal differential in the league. You sit 13th. You spent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on your defense. And here you are, barely scraping by Bournemouth in the Carabao Cup with a late goal by Phil Foden. Uh, I, I don't know. I see. I see uh, some struggle for them. I mean, they're they're not meshing right now. Their next six matchups are Leeds, Arsenal, West Ham, Sheffield, Liverpool, Tottenham. I mean, that's a potential for for four, five tough games. Pep Guardiola is in year five, and if you know about his track record, year Three four years. five is typically you know the fact that he's oh, been here this long, you know, and, and the allure <clears throat> of the of the Champions League is clearly what's keeping him there because yeah. you know we all know that there aren't. Many other squads like Man City who can compete on every single front. Yeah. I want to go back to Everton, and I'm going to give you four numbers. Mm. 20, 23, 8, and 22. Does anyone know what those correspond to? Those are the amount of games that James has played each of the last four seasons. The dude has not been able to stay fit, and yeah. I think that squad depth will continue to be a factor. Now, something that I think Everton has as an advantage mm-hmm. is the absence of Theo Walker. The absence of Theo. <laughs> but now, the players that they have to rely on last season, they're squad players. So, yeah. Fabian Delph, Gilfie yeah. Sigerson, Alex Awobi, Bernard, all players yeah. that now can be squad players. They, and now that they're not battling on you know more than three fronts and they're yeah. all domestic, I think that they have a preview. I'm high, I'm high on Everton. Now. Oh man! Oh, 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 second favorite. How team could you happy? The mercy side. I think that they, over the last uh, two seasons, especially last year, were the most underperforming team when you look at their yeah. paper yeah. roster. They've been trying yeah. to break yeah. through. They're ridiculous for some time, right? It's true. They've I mean, been trying to break through. Dina yeah. is a extremely good player. 
he was close to pushing Danny Elvis out of game sometimes at Barcelona, and then yeah. he comes to Everton. You know, players of that caliber. Richarlison getting yeah. getting picked up yeah, by I mean, everybody. Speaking of Barcelona players, Yuri Mina. He went yeah. to Barcelona for good reason. He never really didn't work out for him there, but he went to Everton, yeah. and now he's a starting player yeah. who's playing well. Michael Keane, not good enough for United, balling at Everton. Come but, on. But they have a foundation already of what should have been a much higher even performing team than they have been the last two seasons, and Absolutely. looks like it's clicking right now. It is. It is. So... Um, I think that the other thing to, to, to look at is just how you know you have United at the bottom of the table, City at like closer to you the bottom to of the table. You hate to see it. Uh, you have Spurs who are sort of in the middle, Arsenal who are in the middle. I mean, like you know, these are the types of things that one would expect for this type of season. Um, but it certainly sets up for a little bit more openness. Then which is I, exciting, but, which I think is super exciting. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I think you got to be fair though, right? Though you're also naming all the teams that probably had the latest season, right? They played the most, the, most played European football, the most, European the most games. Football. So I, I think it's tough, right? You, you're you're talking about. Uh, I, I think Ole had mentioned it finally. You know, they had no preseason. Their guys came back from literal vacations a week before the season started. You had Man City, who mm-hmm. I think were only back at training camp like a week and a half before the season started. Tottenham, very similar. So all you're talking about all these different teams who didn't really have a preseason. I, I'm not super concerned. They're going to lose a game or, or game or two you know, throughout the season. That's going to happen. And I, I think that it just happens to look worse that it's very early. But, you know, oh, we're out of time. Starting 11. Ooh, starting can, 11. I a, can I get a last hot take in there? Hot take, go ahead. Stop, it's time. We go. Haven't, we, haven't, <laughs> we, haven't ta- we haven't talked at all about how disappointing Sheffield has been. We will get to that. We'll get there because, remember, this is our EPL season preview redo episode. Okay, good. We talked about our season preview 30 days ago, and golly, there's a lot that's changed since then. (laughs) Before we get there, we're coming back to one of our favorite segments, Knock Knock Who's There. That's right. Knock Knock Who's There, for those who are familiar, or when we review the latest transfer rumors, transfer deadline, for those who are unaware, ends at... 11 p.m. British Standard Time on Monday. Lots of business to be done, hopefully, for Manchester United because they right. brought in Donny Van de Beek, who I'm, th- who I'm still very optimistic about. Oh, yeah. Sick, sick back here, so. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it a little bit differently this time, party people. Yeah. You got some topics for us. I do have some topics. We're actually going to go around the horn, and we're going to talk through three bits of transfer news per person. Hmm. The big money transfer completed that will have the biggest impact this season is number one. Number two is the good bit of business transfer. So the good value transfer, maybe not the biggest name or the sexiest signing, but what will have the biggest impact on the season on the low. And then lastly, the most important bit of business yet to be completed for one to two big clubs. That's right. And are we going to stick to the EPL on this one? Is that our goal? We can, you know, we stay EPL centric on this podcast, but I won't limit us if we want to go to top clubs from the other big European well, leagues. I, I stayed, I stayed in the EPL, but I know Dan over there is just itching to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo going to Barcelona. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna kick us off here. All, All right, right. Love it. Love it. Oh, big money transfer that will have the biggest impact this season. Honestly, this isn't big money, but I think Thiago Alcantara, have 20 million euros from Bayern mid September. He just looks the part. Part in the center of the park. Everyone's putting their hands Dude, up because they. Yeah. So so actually, you know, did, you, Dan, did you watch him when he came in? Oh, he just, his first game. He's, he's, 
Every single person wanted to pass him He's the ball. He's the best player on, on the team now. The other right. team wanted to pass if him you the think ball. About the, the, <laughs> this, if, you, if you think about the midfield for Liverpool in, this, in the seasons that they've had the last two, they've sort of had that like that bust-up, hard-nosed central midfield style with Fabinho, yeah. Henderson, and Wijnaldum to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Thiago which, brings which something you know. different. I was tearing the up. Players man. want to everyone wanted to that. pass him the ball. We came down, you know. It was beautiful. It, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, he came down with a bout of COVID. Um, you know, yeah. but he's going to rebound yeah. here in a couple of weeks. He's out another of guy that can't stay fit. For he's um, he's the glass man. Yeah, he he now provides the skill in the midfield for them that they have in the three forward positions. Yeah, you could argue that's their weakest. So now, area. now Firmino does not have to drop back and get the ball yeah. as a defensive yeah. midfielder and carry it up the field because Thiago can provide that length in a creative way. Yeah. Thiago costs the same as Callum Wilson cost from Bournemouth to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not a better piece of business, what in the world that, is going on? That, that oh, right there is, is it shows insane. you ex- exactly oh, what the I mean, Newcastle is. Right, right. The most what's your, expensive bit of business? My good bit of business is I'm going to give a lot of credit to Daniel Levy and what he did at Spurs. He brought in Sergio Reguilon and Matt Do- Doherty. Mm-hmm. They basically completely uh, uh, revamped their, their wing backs. And the wing backs are going to play the style that like you get Balin, you know, yeah. everyone knows that Mourinho likes playing compact yeah. first, counterattack second. He has the quickness and the speed at the front, and he's got a really solid defense now. I think that Regulone and Doherty are just going to have monumental impacts. Regulone, 30 million euros, 45 million buyback clause. He'll go back to Madrid yeah. at some point. Doherty, 12 million euros late August. Starter for Wolves in the form that they were in the last two seasons. And my most important bit of business yet to be completed, I have to go with United here. Oh! What a surprise. I am... Exactly. Surprise, surprise. What a surprise. Um, we need a winger, and we need a center back. I'm actually of the opinion that we should not transfer Chris Smalling, and I think that he should stay on the squad for death, because you saw how Lindelhoff has just been exposed this season. You're talking about a back line, or a back... You know, we're talking about Maguire, Lindelhoff... Bailly, and then you slip down the pecking order. Twanzebe, uh, uh, Phil Jones is, I think, still on the squad. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Smalling, Marcus yeah. Rojo, I think, is actually on loan now. But the the it's it's just we're in shambles in that position. And yeah. then we need a winger. If not Sancho, I'm really, really not a fan of who's Mendenbele, and I cannot believe that we're knocking mm-hmm. on his door right the, now. The only thing Ole said is he's trying to build a culture, right? It's the only thing he's said about his whole team. And we're talking about bringing in Osman Tembele, who has openly said he does not want to leave. Oh, so yeah. what? And now there's reports that we're out there fighting for him, and you know, trying to try to talk him into coming here. It's like we're fighting with the club. Him. We're fighting with the club, with not the player. Like yeah. the player doesn't want. Like like the club can't force the player. Well, the Bar- club the club's like, hey, you can take him on loan. Exactly. As a Barcelona fan, uh, I couldn't have been happier when we signed Dembele. Yeah, and then he's been hurt the whole time. Yeah, Mr. Glass, so, but you know, please take him and uh, pay him all the money yeah. that we're currently paying him. So maybe we can bring back Suarez or Iniesta or anybody you, else. You know what's interesting about him is when I look at him and Bale, right? So Dembele was so excited to go to Barcelona, right? He doesn't want to leave, but he's been injured the whole time. Whereas everybody said the same thing about Bale at Real Madrid. And my, I have this like, this like, uh, what do you call it? Like the tin hat, right? Like a conspiracy theory that. I don't think Bale was injured that often. I think he was miserable. I think the coach, yeah. I think Zidane didn't like him. He I think he wanted didn't to think, play golf, man. He wanted to play golf. I just don't think he was happy. He didn't. He doesn't really speak Spanish still, from what he, I can tell. Yes, they said he's made no effort to learn yeah. the language. And he, uh, he was there for. Forever. There's some pretty funny videos of uh, them speaking to him in whatever public yeah. setting, like making appearances, and he just looks at him and goes, 
I have no idea what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> so I, th- I think he was miserable. That's I my, think you might be right. That's my opinion. I don't think he was injured. I think he was yeah. injured because that is his, you know, his MO. But I do think that a lot of that time, he just wasn't happy and they weren't playing him. And he was saying The time he that he was there, the only two players who scored more goals than him was Ronaldo and Benzema. Yeah. So he made a giant impact. But yeah, could have been making more of an impact. And you said earlier about Daniel Levy making good moves. And the two that you like... Yeah. Ultimately, that could be the best move, and you can bring that up as your reason why you make good moves. What a pick. So maybe leave you for the win. Dan, why don't you take us through? So why don't you go through yours then? Big money transfer, good bit of business, and then who needs to make a move? Well, I mean, I would have said Tiago. You can say the same. Based off fine. the value, you I can mean, say the same. It's I mean, absolutely we, ridiculous. That's good bit of business or a big money move. Uh, so I guess it's not a big twenty million. It's not, big, it's, it's not a big move. It's not a big move. Isn't a big money move? That's why it's But if I, if I, like, when I took a step back, I, at first I had, like, Kai Herbert's name there. I had Timo Werner's name there. But, like, I just did not think that any of them would make the impact that Tiago's going to make. Well, they already haven't made the impact in a short amount of time. And Tiago's the most proven out of all of those players. Yeah. Uh, but Havertz is looking pretty good. And, of course, that's a big money move. But I would say more so than that, it's not a huge money move. But uh, Zayic to Chelsea. Yep. I think he, he reminds me so much in his stature and his movement and his left foot of... Um, a younger version of yourself. Oh, yeah. My left foot. <laughs> yeah, real great. No, of... Um, sorry, help me. Man City. He came from Leicester. Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Couldn't Mahrez. think of his oh, name. Riyad Mahrez. He just in yeah. stature and the way he moves and the way he strikes the ball with his left foot, he reminds me of him so much. Yep. And 36 million pounds compared to... Seventy-six million for uh, Havertz or yeah. well, if you or compa- whatever. If, if you compare I think the him, value is if there. you compare him to a Sancho, which yeah. is the, which is yeah. which is where my head goes, you which can just way you, more polished and established Zayic versus Sancho. Mm-hmm. You can get two Zayiches for a Sancho. That's that is debatable, but I guess oh, in yeah. my it, 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 in it, my opinion, the value is there with Zayic. So I, I'm with you. There. I mean, he's got how many? Almost five seasons in the Champions League, going deep. Making yeah. important starts and making important goals and impacts yeah. for Ajax that every team in the world wanted him, and yeah. so they got him for thirty-six million pounds. That's, I, that that feels like a steal. Yeah. So maybe that's my bit of outside of Thiago sure. best, best money. Who's um, your most important? What what needs to be made? <sighs> I would say. I mean, I think you're right. Manchester United is in trouble without some sort of. I think a creative attacking midfielder is a big. Agua doesn't look like he's got that it. Is the last, that is the and, last place I would have chosen. Um, well, we brought in Bruno we, is pretty yeah, amazing. Bruno, Donny Van de Beek, and Pogba all playing that position. Yeah, I think Bruno is amazing. I think you need some more help there. If we bring in a center attacking midfielder, I think the entire fan base will burn down the Glazers. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you need more help there. I wouldn't really burn do. it down if it was a good move. Maybe more of a number eight. Maybe more of a number eight because Pog was not doing it. We need a six. It. We need a six. Pog was not doing it. We need a center defenseman. I don't party. disagree with that. You know, Conte to, Conte to Conte. Manchester United Huge. would be an amazing move. I spent $120 million on was him. was anchored as a six. Yeah. But uh, no, it's all in the defense from Manchester United. Yeah, it's sure. absolute shambles. It looks like we're going to pick up Alex Telles from Porto. Um, if we meet their huge asking price of $20 million. Well, and there's all these agent fees as well. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's, 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 it's classic Ed Woodward, just shambolicness right now. Pretty terrible. Um, and then I would say, you know, out of all the big teams that everybody wants to talk about, you know, Tottenham might have some work to do in the transfer market still. Yeah. I think uh, also central defense for them is a little bit unknown. 
losing, in my opinion, one of the best central defenders, at least with the ball in the whole world. Yeah. And um, I'm really losing names tonight. Yeah, Jan Vertonghen. Wow. Um, oh, the lefty. Uh, he's so good. He's so the he wonder. can play any pass in the world. He's yeah. like a central midfielder. So I think they have a struggle there with how good their attack looks. They yeah. need to be able to stop the and how Mourinho likes to play. Right. Yeah. Right. Garrett, what do you think? Where's your head at? All right. <clears throat> so I've had to dig deep in the uh, yeah. ESPN.coms oh, to uh, get some of these. You've uh, lost all, all right. credibility. I'm just going to go. On this I'm just going to go. Just gonna so go. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> so for for big money, yeah. I mm-hmm. I still think that Gareth Bale has a ton of topside to that transfer. And I admit that right now there's no right there's no basis to that. What was the what was the, his price? Wasn't it like I don't know in the man what was this? I mean he's on loan, correct? I thought or he was on loan. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a really a big money move, but all right. Well, I get what you're going. I all four, four, they're taking it salary. It's big money, and that someone's got to pay. Right, yeah. all four fifty giant trans yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll like okay, them. which that's essentially paying rent versus paying a mortgage. You, yeah. you don't own him. Yeah, you're I'm paying somebody else. Yeah. So thanks for the for the sale. It was on, it was a nine that. million but, dollar. Uh, it was a nine million dollar loan. Yeah. Sorry, nine million. But they're gonna have to pay whatever wages a week. It's six hundred thousand pounds a week. Yeah. And they're splitting it though, right? Yeah. They are splitting it. I think it's like four fifty for Tottenham. It's it's outrageous, right? So it's a lot of golf. But I think, <laughs> but I think he could potentially deliver. Yeah. And obviously, some of, if you think back to like some of Bale's goals that are just unbelievable, like no one else could have done that. If he produces like that for Tottenham with Son and Kane. Alongside him, like that's crazy, right? That's an yeah. unreal top three. I probably mean, Deli Alley's the odd man out. Yeah, well, yeah, he's sitting the bench for sure. When you see those, when you <laughs> see those, uh, they always, you know, like the BR football and the different um, pages on Instagram, they always do like the front three of all the different leagues. Yeah, like that's a different looking front league. That's front insane. When the three of them are a part of that it, is it, insane. it gives you that same feeling of that Mane, Salah, Firmino. We're yeah. talking about Son, Kane, and Bale. And Bale. Oh, yeah. that's. A, that's a terrifying. On paper, board. that's probably the best. Test that's in the that's what I'm saying. Close to it. it could be insane. Yeah. I'm thinking United shipping goals in those games. So yeah, sure. We'll probably so just... my best value though, I can't go any different than Tiago. Okay. And I I'm not kidding. Like the dude in that one game. Yeah. Was just it was magic. No love. If, for, no love for your boy William. No. Free? no, no, <laughs> no. Talk about a good bit of business. Yeah. No, no, free. no. Because you know who got a better free transfer than that? Uh, Atletico with Suarez. With Suarez. Yeah. That's he's true, old. Man. He's old, though. He's, he's old are, and mighty. Yeah, but he's already he's scored. Not and had, old and mighty. He scored and had an assist. Right. He scored and had an assist already in his first game. I, yeah. I think he's he's going to be really good for them. Yeah, yeah. All right, GOP. So, so right, Williams great, but Suarez is way, way better. But... Yeah. Even better than that, twenty million for Tiago to change your yeah. entire midfield and how you attack. Yeah, unbelievable. So, what Most bit of business does Arsenal and Wolves have to do this year? Wolves has to still sell them, <laughs> dude. All right, so I'm pulling this one out yep. of a freaking hat, right? Okay. Most important. Okay. Martinez. Are you picking an actual player? Martinez. All right. Most important transfer. 
So you you're know why? The transfer of him is going to be. Are you talking about Latoro? No, I'm talking about the goalkeeper. No, the goalie, Emilio Martinez. From Arsenal to Aston Villa. Yeah, Emiliano. Emiliano, that's his name, yeah. The reason why I say that is he's already saved them points yeah. in the first three games. He's already saved them points. Spe- speaking of Aston Villa, did you guys... Ross Barkley? Yeah, did you Dude, catch that they signed no, no, Ross Barkley? Right. But if you think about pure points saved, sometimes goalies truly make like a yeah. huge difference. I would agree. I think Emiliano Mar- Martinez is like a yeah. huge loss for Arsenal, and for sure. Aston Villa is going to potentially stay up on the points gained from him. I love that you took that in a different direction, and I I think it's interesting. I, I wouldn't have picked a goalie, which is which is an interesting choice. Um, he had right. like, he had like a fingertip save off the yeah. crossbar this weekend to keep them in the game. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna finish this out here. So my big money transfer. So I actually stuck to the rules that we provided for ourselves. I <laughs> actual <laughs> big money that was spent. So, okay. So Dad. I think Timo Werner. I think Timo Werner is gonna go off. And here's what I'm gonna say. I think he mm. he really just needed to get off the mark for mm-hmm. Chelsea, and he did that in the Carabao Cup. You sure did. True. Or was it the EFL Cup against Spurs when they they won big? Right, it was like five and one or something. like EFL that. EFL Cup and the Carabao Cup are the same. Yeah. Are they, they not? Are yeah. they the same? Yes. They're the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sick! I hate the name Carabao. <laughs> one may say one's the sponsor of the cup. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. There you go. Well, anyways, I, I think he's going to go off. And, and here's the other thing: is I think, you know, he was playing with a different set of of people that now you look at the people that are passing him the ball with all the goals that he scored for, for Leipzig. Elevated. Now you've got mm. Kai, Kai Havertz, Pulisic, Mount, all the rest of those guys that are feeding him the ball. I think that he easily goes off for 20 goals and is oh, very... See, I was gonna actually going to say over under 15. You're taking the over. I take over on 20. Mm. You're taking over. Yeah. Let's start at 20. I'm going to take the under. You're going to take the over. Oh, for sure. Over. Under. Dan? I think uh, that's just the wrong number because I would go about 18. Okay. So under, I, I think yeah, I, I think I, he'll I'm, have. I'm, I'm feeling 15 to 18. What's going to save him is I think he's going to have a couple of those like two, three goal performances. That's what I think. Sorry and sorry. 20. All competitions are prem. All comps. Oh, all oh, comps. I was talking prem. Oh, You're talking prem. I'm talking about all. Yeah. yeah all I comps. think 20 all comps is realistic. I think that yeah. we're talking 15 to 18 prem. Anyways. Yeah. All I, comps. So, under. So anyways, I also think I also think that. They also have added to their defense with Chilwell, which I think a big thing for them was they had to they had to really um, create their game plan based on the fact that they were going to give up a lot of goals, right? And you yeah. saw it against West Brom. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over a good bit of business for right now, just to skip into the most important bit of business. I obviously could go the same route with Manchester United, right? But I'm gonna go to go I'm gonna stick with Chelsea, and I'm gonna say they need to sign a center back. I don't want to hear about Rudiger and Zuma, who are plagued by every single glass man. You know, symptom that you could possibly have as well. They also have a big mistake in them, very, very regularly. It, and that's the thing, right? So I think if you pair the likes of Chilwell, uh, uh, Marcos Alonso, uh, uh, Laqueta, I think you pair that with at least one good center back to play with those two, or even even someone like a like a Kalabali to to pair with them, or someone less than a Kalabali who can even just back them up if one of them has a bad game. They have no depth up to a point where if they have a bad game, they're going to get dropped. Those two are going to play. Right? Yeah. Because their other options aren't as good. Tiago Silva is not going to be a 40, 40 plus game player this year. You know, Tiago Silva is exactly. going to, you know, I, you, you're right. Like, Zuma and Rudiger are going to play. I saw him more as like a, a uh, big game. Like, a, like a locker room win. He's going to be a big game player too for I, I agree, but I think he's going to be a locker room win more than he is going to be an on the field win. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I disagree a little bit there. I, I, think, I don't know that he's not going to add value. Pretty, 
unbelievable. I hear you. I don't, I don't know that he's not going to add value, but I don't I don't see him coming in and 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 putting in the performances like a. Kalabale or uh, how do you say his name? Upa Upamacano from uh, yeah. Leipzig. <laughs> I, well I, don't, I don't see that. I don't see that playing out. Like you, that. you, that's you, all I'm did, saying. Did you hear what Tiago said about why he hesitated to come to, to the Premier League up to this point? No. Too many long balls. Oh. Yeah, I heard that. And I think that he loves playing long balls. Oh boy, he does. He has like defenders. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so, part of his game. I almost went with Ben Chilwell for my good. Good bit of business, by the way, because I think that he's going to have a yes. monumental uh, impact. Yeah. He's so much more I, of a defending defender yeah. than they have. And that's Chilly, what I'm saying. I think Chilly that's what Chilly. they need. I think the only thing that stops like a Tammy Abraham from scoring a ton of goals with with the likes of the midfield that they have or even the, the attacking wingers that they have is the fact that they can't freaking defend. They ship so many They just goals. can't defend. and They, they have so to play many. more defensive sometimes, or just right? just the lack of Giroud. So uh, Giroud is quite possibly the worst professional soccer player. But anyways, <laughs> so, so my good bit of business, uh, I, I had Tiago as my B option because obviously that's a great bit of business, but I, I knew we'd cover that. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that we didn't cover what we started with, which is James Rodriguez. Like, if you want to really talk about a good bit of business, he came in and immediately impacted that team. He's already got one goal and one assist in the league, an assist in the EFL Cup. Um, I, I love that Carlo Ancelotti just ships him around wherever he goes. That's a lot of fun for me because... Well, it speaks a lot to how it, good he must yes, think he is. It's like, what what is it, Sari and Janino? Uh, like, yeah. or uh, Jorginho. Jorginho. Yes. Like, he brings him everywhere. Speaking I just, of which, I think that's funny. ship him out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think for less than $35 million, um, he's he's already provided a spark. He's consistently involved Harry in everything for the team. He has... He's finally someone that can actually pass to Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think he he, come, he also comes with a ton of wins, right? He brings composure. So yeah, two Champions Leagues, two Spanish Leagues, two German Le- like that's somebody that's somebody who's going to bring a ton of of real world victories to that team. Nobody on Everton has win. that experience. Yeah, I agree. If you want to play, Ancelotti. yeah, if you're gonna if you want to really be serious about playing European football, I think you yeah. got to have somebody on there who's done it, somebody who's played in the played in the game. So he was golden boot winner. My off uh, off color uh, quote. It's Harry Redknapp and Defoe. Oh, yeah. Very similar to Ancelotti and uh, oh, Thomas. I said Lennon, but I mean Everywhere, everywhere <laughs> Harry Redknapp went, yeah. so did William Defoe. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we do the EPL season redo. William Defoe, Defoe is an actor. Jermaine Defoe oh. is Jermaine. Oh. I just want to catch up on that. <laughs> yeah, no, here. Yeah, no. So, so EPL season redo, do you want to jump into that? EPL preview redo. So if you yeah. remember 30 days ago, Garrett and I tried to predict what we who we thought would finish bottom three top four first first manager sacked champion we're going to revisit those because obviously a lot's happened some teams are informed some teams aren't informed there's been some transfers um and i think that we have a little bit more intelligence now granted there's more days left in the transfer window i think it's safe to say that what you're seeing on the field maybe plus a couple of additions won't necessarily affect the outcome significantly so what we're going to start with is we're going to go around the horn and we're going to go bottom three I'm going to start with my bottom three, and I want folks to tell me where they disagree with me. I'd be shocked that... So before whole, I went... Are these... Yeah, okay. So you're going before, and then what your current ones Yep. Are. Before, I was, in no particular order, Fulham, Brighton, and West Brom. Since then, I've maintained Fulham and West Brom. Unfortunately, West Brom with a couple of good performances, mind you, but unfortunately, still uh, in the bottom three... I have to give it up uh, to Brighton and the form and really the style of play. 
uh, that Grant Potter has inspired with that team. I think that it's, I, I think that I'm, I'm, it's hard pressed. They're still going to be hard done for goals, but I think that the style that they play is one that is a little bit reminiscent of what Sheffield did last season. And that's a preview to who my now, as opposed to Brighton, Sheffield's getting relegated this season. No. Oh, I, you took such an easy route because they, ha- they haven't scored any goals. They've, they've Sheffield, lost all their games. I, Sheffield, I did. Sheffield is uh, so Fulham, route. West Brom, and Sheffield now are the top three on 5:38 for yeah. most likely. But I mean, it, it, it really comes down to the fact that they also lost to Leeds, Villa, and Burnley, three teams who I also expect to be in the bottom half. And those are points that, as a fellow team in the bottom half, you can't afford to I, give up. One goal scored, and goals were already a problem for them last season. Can anyone name? Anyone who Chris Wilder and Sheffield have brought in to score more goals? No. It doesn't matter. They no. have they have uh they got Ollie McBurney. Ollie McBurney. They got Fleck. <laughs> Listen, nobody I, can say any of this with straight face. They got Lund. <laughs> right, so, 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 so does anyone disagree with Fulham and West Brom? I don't. I, uh, I stuck with them as well. Fulham yes. a negative Fulham a negative seven goal differential already. They have literally no positive to go off of. West Brom have still shown us nothing. They scored three goals on Chelsea, which I would say was a fluke with only 24% possession and gave up three immediately in the second half. I, I see those two being a lock for the bottom three. I think so far I would put more faith in West Brom than I would in Southampton. Did you watch, did you watch the, uh, the West Brom against Chelsea game, Garrett? Did you yes, watch that game? I did as well. How many, how many players can you name from West Brom right now? You don't have to name them all, but how many players can you name from West Brom? They're pretty non-remarkable. Matias yeah. Pereira. Can you name more than that? Uh, I haven't thought through it. So yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, I, I think they're I think they're a really strong championship team. I think they easily go down. I, All right, Garrett. You got to at least be able to name a Who player. is then your third team? So I went with Burnley. I think also. Who did you go with before, by the way? You went with, I went so, with Crystal Palace. So you're taking Crystal Palace. Crystal I, Palace. I really, I really think Crystal Whoa. Palace could still Whoa. be in that seventeenth, no sixteenth fight. Um, I, I think Burnley goes down. I, I, so I really thought Zaha was leaving. So if you remember back, I made that choice off of the fact that Zaha was going to go somewhere and be transferred and that they would, they would struggle, right? Now I'm going to say he's not going anywhere. I'm going to say Burnley. They've started to slow. They've, lo- they've lost uh, both of their games. They lost to Leicester 4-2 to and Southampton one to nothing. A team that you would say like Southampton would be, the final, would be in the bottom three beat them. That's not a good start for them. Yeah. Um, they show very little to no spark. Their two goals were, you talk about unremarkable, were unremarkable against Leicester, very much against the run of play. Uh, I see Burnley being my third team. So, so I know this is like a very direct comparison, and I don't think it translates year over year, but like yeah. Norwich last year, like, oh man, like Timo Puki, like this dude is the real deal. He's they gonna, did start hot. He's going to keep yeah. them up. I was not on their like, track. I see the way, same ever. thing with Southampton and Danny Ainge. Like, Oh man! Like everyone's going off. But Danny about Ings Danny scored twenty Ings. goals in the Premier League yeah. last season. He's yeah. way more established. Sure, but I, I just I, I don't see it continuing. And if they have it's any problems, if they have any problems feeding him the ball, like I, they're not going to score. I almost went with Southampton versus yeah, Sheffield, but, but I think that Southampton just has more upside. Here's the problem with that, right? Is I, I'm with you. I'm with you on all of that because I wasn't never on the team with Pookie train. I was never on the Norwich train. I always thought they were going. I always thought that they were going to be going down. The difference that I have with that 
is that Southampton always figures it out. Norwich was one and done, right? They went up, they came back down. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a team that every year, whether Danny Ings scores 20-plus goals or not in the Premier League, figures out a way to grind out results and finish in, like, 15th. So I'm with you. I think I think your your reasoning is sound. I just I see them being a team that is going to figure out how to grind it out because they do it every year. You know who is my number one wild card for relegation is Ooh. Newcastle. You think so? Uh-huh. All right. So, All right. Well, so, hold on. Let me dig no, into this. Dan, Dan, so so first of all, Dan, do you agree with Fulham and West Brom? I agree with those two 100. percent All yeah. right. Who's Fulham and West Brom. So I'll throw three more at you that I think. <laughs> three options? These are no, no, not no. the rules no, no. of the game. No, no, you no, no, have no, no, to no. I'll ultimately pick one of those three, okay. but I'll, okay. I'll throw oh, three more okay. at you that I, I like think it. are oh, also yeah, yeah, I like it. in contention for that final relegation spot. So I okay. think and Southampton's one of them. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. They have year over year struggled and struggled and struggled, and they do keep squeaking it out, but that runs out. I mean, they typically, so yeah. the, you know, Southampton, the way they turn it on the last eight, like eight games yeah. of the yeah. season. Yeah, because if they want to save a manager, or if you want a safe bet, it's over under the under of 15th. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so I for me, Southampton, you know, they're a daily or a yearly, I should say, 17, 16, 15. Yep. Yep. So they're always there, and I don't see anything different so far this year. I'm really gonna... keen to hear who they yeah, are. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so my next one is going to be Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, a team in transition, a team that can't do any good business, the owner yeah, that doesn't want to be there, uh, a team that's been up and down recently several times and has a huge history and a lot of expectations. So the moment things turn sour, that weight on their shoulders is yep. even more pressure than any of these other teams we're talking Do about. Do you think Steve Bruce will still be the manager on January 1st? Zero percent after this year? Uh, no, January 1st. So, like, you know, there's no, typically, under, like, there's typically, there's typically a window that, like, there's typically right. one or two managers that have gone before the boxing um, game. I do if Mike Ashley's still the owner. Okay. If not, I don't. Gosh, yeah. I'm dying to hear the third team. Yeah. You're, like, the best podcaster. Leeds. I'm like, tell me. Leeds? Absolutely. I was I was going to argue with him because I was going to say Leeds were going to be top half the table. Bramford. No. I think Leeds wow. is a mirage. Hot oh take. I think Leeds is no an love for mirage. Marco Bielsa. Are you no. kidding? And the absolute attacking mirage. style of football. I think Mar- Marco Bielsa might be out, if not by January first, by the end of the season. They have a statue of him already up. There's there are murals painted around the. <laughs> well, table. tear it down. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it, took, it took me a long time. Right. So right. I don't know. Okay. For many reasons, and I've seen them play two of their three games so far. Yeah. I and we're talking unremarkable. The most unremarkable soccer. They played the champions so. four to three and, and could have won. You know, that's the game I didn't see. So, oh my god! <laughs> if you were watch that game, you'd think they were coming in the top uh, six. So Dan, for me, they are a very unremarkable, what not creative, like two or three people get stick to the guns them. type team that I don't that's think has team. the skill to play the way they want to play. Okay, so who's so who is it then? Who's in who's in seventeenth uh, or eighteenth so for you? It, it's got to be Southampton. Southampton. You think Southampton? Southampton Although Newcastle is a one, Southampton is one yeah. A, Newcastle is one B for me. They're they're just one little thigh tweak to Miguel Almiron away. Uh, Hell right. I'm moving us along here, but yeah. let it be known six? that Fulham and West Brom are unanimous choices for going yeah. back down yeah. to the championship. You remember two years ago, Fulham, right? 
and how bad they did. The yo-yo. They're oh, gonna oh, they, lowest points ever. Lowest points ever. It's actually, it's, 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 it's actually though, really. you have to give them credit for coming back up so quick. Oh, yeah. Scotty Parker. Yeah. And I love. Is... I, and honestly, I'm rooting for Scott Parker. Yeah, of course. You ever you ever go back and and look through like uh, the championship in League One and see all the teams who drop out and almost immediately like drop to the championship, drop to League One, drop to League Two. Even. Like Sunderland, quite all often. the time. Hull, Hull. That's what I was trying to yeah. make the comparison. Hull and Middlesbrough, all Blackpool. these teams. Blackpool, all these teams yeah. go up and then they like shoot <laughs> down. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, right. we want to hit top six real quick. Yeah. So we're, this is how we're gonna actually do it. We're gonna we're we're gonna start with the almost top four. So we're gonna start with okay. fifth and six. So hmm. last time I said Spurs in fifth, Wolves in six. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying Spurs in fifth, Arsenal in six. Okay. Hmm. I've seen enough out of Arsenal and Mikel Arteta to know that. They have a style of play, and I think that it's an attractive style of football. I think that what they've done in fortifying the defense um, will, with uh, what is it, Gabrielle, uh, is is incredibly important. Aubameyang's going to get his goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willian's going to be a good squad player. Yeah, if they pick, pick up, up, if sure. they pick up Orar from yeah. Lyon, it's going to continue to you know strengthen that that midfield. So, yeah. I, I that, that 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 that's who that's who I have. Um, yeah. I, so, Garrett. so I went fifth and sixth last time. I went Arsenal, Everton. I, I think it's important too, like that you understand my, my top six last time. So I had City winning, Chelsea in second, Liverpool in third, United in fourth, Arsenal in fifth, Everton in sixth. I now have United in fifth, and Everton still in the sixth position. Um, but I, I do want to make a note that I think um, if United don't sign anybody by the transfer transfer window end, I think it's. Equally as likely that you could flip those two. I think you could throw Everton in sixth, and I, or in fifth, and, and United in fifth, in sixth. Sorry. So, all right, Dan or Gob, fifth and sixth place. All right. So, <clears throat> very fair to put Arsenal not in the top four, <laughs> even as an Arsenal fan. Um, I'm gonna go with Arsenal in sixth. I think. They do way better from a midfield and forward standpoint, but they still suck for defense. (laughs) They are going to allow, like, so many goals. Um, Fifth place is tough because I hadn't thought through one through four before this. Wolves being in 18th right now really threw you off. I'm going to go Wolves in fifth place. All right. Huge fan of Wolves. Yeah. They're going to – they've got way too many quality players – now Diogo Jota to Liverpool's a that ter- was that was also one choice. of my almost good piece of business moves. Yes, because I think that the depth that they get he's from, almost, from I mean, Jota he's scored, is so he, good for he's him. almost yeah. scored like four or five. The goals. fact that they have Jota and Minamino is just it's almost unfair. Yeah. So I still think though that with their players and their manager, like they're gonna. My hot take is I don't think they're going to be in the top half of the table. No. Dan, they're they're too good. They're I think they'll be in the bottom half of the table. I think, Dan, I think yeah, Wolves is going bottom half. Fifth and they're six, Dan. Good. Fifth and six for me are going to be, um, I'm just going to keep it easy and not do any periphery right. explanations. I'm going to go with uh, Tottenham in fifth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Everton in sixth. Okay. Everton sixth. Tottenham, fifth, is Everton sixth. Our okay. Arsenal above that? Well, hold on. We're going to get there. We're going to we'll have to find out. We're, we're going to get there. Because I think that's what that's why I said it was important that I think we went over the full top six. Because, Garrett, you had brought up if you think it's fair that Arsenal isn't in your top four. Well, I have Arsenal in fourth. So, yeah. 
I think the way they've been playing Terrible right choice. now, I think they've earned. I think they've earned the opportunity. I also think um, playing in the Europa League on on Thursdays, and I think they'll go out of the Europa League pretty early. I think that they're going to have be super fresh, trying to make it into the Champions League. So I think they're going to come in fourth. I've got City in third, so I took them down from first place because of the reasons I mentioned earlier about their defense. I think I think they're just they're kind of a mess right now. Uh, I think Liverpool comes in second, so they move up a spot. Wow. And I have Chelsea in first. Wow. Yeah. I, here's what, here's the deal. I, I think no one has spent like Chelsea. No one has the depth that Chelsea has. You have to think about the sheer – when you're in that top six, you're playing uh, over 50 60 games. 60 games. Yeah, you're playing 60 games a season. Are you playing over 50 games a season? you got to have depth. In 10 months. That team has a better second team than the majority of the teams in the EPL on their first team. Agreed. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so you switched your champion from City to, to Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. All right. Gob, top four. Liverpool in first. In first. Okay. City, second. Yeah. Leicester, third. Chelsea, fourth. Leicester. Okay. Yeah. Chelsea, fourth. Okay. So, so, and who did so you Manchester United is basically seventh or lower for you. They're below eighth. They're below eighth. We're not even going to go there. We don't have time for that because I don't, know, I don't want to entertain that. What an Dan, intriguing top four. decision. Well, why don't we start with I also have Manchester United at eight. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, if the cha- the champions aren't unseated, Liverpool. Uh, and they I got think Thiago. The, the biggest, yeah. I mean, it's I, not I even literally fair. think that they took their team from last year and solidified themselves as the best team with Thiago. Um, but Chelsea's breathing down their neck. I have them as number two, and I could see that flip flopping. Of course, it depends on the season. Sometimes Liverpool doesn't lose a game for the entire season, and I think Chelsea could basically do that this year too. Uh, Man City third for me, Arsenal fourth. Okay, all right. Um, I, I just feel like the eighth and below for Manchester United is such an interesting choice. But so this is hopefully for your sake they prove me wrong. I'm taking a picture before top four. I had Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. Now I have Liverpool winning it, Man City in second, Chelsea in third, Everton in fourth. So Manchester United in my end of league is seventh. Yeah. I, wow. I think it's I think it's fair to say we'll be in like the seventh or eighth place only because I think we're gonna win the Champions League and then it won't really matter. <laughs> <where we play. laughs> it's true. You know, we yeah. got drawn against PSG, so you know we're gonna get a handball penalty yeah, at the yeah, other yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. But I mean I, before I, Liverpool they just seem they just seem hungrier. Oh, they seem yeah, more fluid. It seems like they picked up where they left off. And Klopp seems also, he's just feisty. Did you see the exchange that him and Roy Keane had? No. Mm-hmm. So Roy Keane, after, uh, uh, after after Liverpool, Liverpool played Arsenal, right, and beat them 3-1, to one. Roy Keane said that they, they, they said something about sloppiness, and in the interview with Klopp, Klopp called him out on it. Klopp said, Roy, you know, I heard that you said that we were sloppy. I didn't see sloppiness at all. <laughs> and Roy Keane, one of the more outspoken pundits on the BBC, went back into his shell, denied it, said that it was taken out of context. So Klopp is hungry, he's going after the pundits, and I think that Liverpool, you know, for a lot of the aforementioned reasons here, um, win the championship. Going back, we have Golden Boot and Manager of the Year. Manager of the Year is going to go with my theme of Everton love, Carlo Ancelotti. Major moves, convincing style of play, finally gives Everton fans what they've been waiting for, breakthrough to the top four, EPL golden boot. Garrett, you and I were talking about this before the season. Hard to not go with Jamie Vardy here. Five goals already, the designated penalty kick taker, minimal alternative options for Brendan Rodgers and the Leicester team. 
I actually, Leicester's uh, top of the league right now, for those who aren't paying attention. I do not have them in my top seven. I think they're going to end up capitulating as the season goes on based on lack of depth. GOB's putting three fingers up. He went with three. We'll see what happens come the end of the season. <laughs> Listen, three is high. Jamie, I have the next seven. So, yep. so, so my, my, my thing with Jamie Vardy is, you said it, so he takes all their PKs. Yep. Right? You're, I, I find it very hard to win the golden boot and Without not take PKs. your team's PKs. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just tough. I'm not saying it can't be done. Right? We've seen yeah. Salah and Mane. That's why no one from Chelsea's going to win. It's just it's Jorginho's just, ace. It's just very exactly. tough. Well, Jorginho doesn't play, so so you're, you're yeah. gonna <laughs> he's going to get subbed in. For <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Looks but like I, I think, taking the PK. I think the other piece of that is <laughs> it's, it's hard to see somebody go off with five goals in the first three games of the Prem and and not feel like they're going to at least keep it up a little bit because he also stays generally healthy. Right? Yeah. He doesn't go out with these long-term injuries. He's a scrapper. He's got a little knock here and there, but he's like the guy where... There's tons of Red Bull. Yeah, you hear... Yeah, tons of Red Bull. Doesn't play international you, football. Yeah, you hear you hear about these guys are like, oh, they've got turf toe, they've got you know a knee knock, and you're like, why aren't they playing? You're getting paid millions of dollars to play soccer. He's that guy, right? He's that guy that's like, I'm going to take my opportunity. I'm not going to go out and lose my spot to somebody who comes in and does better because that's how he got in there, For sure. right? So I think he's the kind of guy who he's going to go off again. He'll he'll have twenty plus goals this year as well. Just like I said about Timo Werner. Um, the other thing I think is is Madison is going to stay. Jamie Madison, which is which is huge for him to feed him. All Brighton looks good this year. Harvey Barnes is playing some of the best football in in the Prem right now. Uh, Demari Gray will come off the bench and feed him really well. I, I just think he's going to he has he has the options also to pass the ball to him that I think is important. My manager of the year. So I have kind of also two options. Carlo Ancelotti I went with as a backup, but I'm going to go with Frank Lampard, and here's why. One, he's English. Two, he's English. And three, he's English. So PFA what, loves the what, what, PFA voted Jordan Henderson PFA yeah. Players of the Year Frank last Lampard year. Frank Lampard won, won, oh, yeah. won Manager of the Year <laughs> last year, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he won Manager of the Year last year. I thought it was Chris Wilder. Uh, I, could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But my, my point is, is he's English. They're going to win the league, right? I have to stick with what I said. So I think they're going to win the league. And everyone expects Klopp and Pep to run away with it again. If Chelsea wins the league, Lampard's a lot for me. That's what I'm saying. And so my only thing with Ancelotti is if Everton slip into that fourth or fifth or Chelsea don't win the league, I think it's it's pretty safe to say that uh, Ancelotti will win it. Uh, you know, you come off of a, what did they come, 12th last year in the EPL, and and you finish in the top six, but you come maybe fourth or fifth, um, I think you're a lot. So. With some pretty good business done as he came in as well. Yeah. To add on top of that, if yeah. he gets him there, he not only managed the team for the year, but he set the team up. For sure. With a couple of key selections. So sure. I am, um, with my manager of the year, uh, I have two choices, and I think I agree. One would be Everton. I have Everton finishing yep. sixth. And uh, if that happens, that's a revelation. They're in Europe. Yep. And who knows what could happen in the seasons after that. My other one would be Mikel Arteta, because I have Arsenal at four. Yeah. And if he can solidify Arsenal and keep him in the top four and Champions League. Yeah. He was my third. What's he not to love? What's it, not to love it, there? It, it, I mean, the pattern is Ooh. that how these teams finish at the end of the season will determine who exceeded expectations. And whoever exceeded expectations the most will end up right. getting the manager. Which I think the expectations are for Arsenal are, of course, you know. Not only top half, but top half of the half. I think Arsenal is expecting to finish in the top six, and I think that 
it would be overachieving if they get to the top. If they get in we Champions League, last year, by the way. if they get in Champions League, I think that Arteta has a serious chance of. So you're saying Arteta Spurs, Spurs were fifth. improving on one place gives him manager of the year? I sure do because that's a fluke for the way Didn't that you Arsenal was playing. Arsenal was seventh. Wolves were because you only qualified. Spurs were you fifth. only qualified for Europe because you won the like Carabao Cup. Good job on the fact check. Yeah. Eighth. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, you wow! Came in eighth last year. I was looking at 2018, I, but, 2019 um, for some reason. As far as my my golden boot pick goes, I mean, it's pretty tough to to pick at this point. Jamie Vardy, of course, is. Uh, oh, by the way, Jurgen Klopp was the manager of the season last year. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. I knew that because Liverpool won their first EPL yeah, title. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't. I think it was. I think it was that Frank Lampard was one of the three, and I remember people yeah. complaining that Ole wasn't, even right. though United. Right. Uh, came out of them. That's what it was. Um, yeah. So I don't know who I would choose if if uh, Gareth Bale had a full season. Mm-hmm. It might be hard for me to say that it wouldn't be him, but I'm going to go for uh, Son. Yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, it's, I'm going to I'm going to put him on between 22 and 25 goals. Yeah, I, I think that I think that that's a fair a Son. fair. Son. He just doesn't take PKs, dude. Harry Kane takes PKs. And you're right. And that's, that's going to wrap up. But can you... He also doesn't take free kicks. So that's a whole other problem. Yeah, you got... And I mean, he's he... also scoring unbelievable amounts of goals. So... You get... Like, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to go past Vardy, Obama, Yang. Um, I mean, right Vardy, now, Calvert-Lewin is the top-leading uh, scorer in the league. Well, he's and, tied with Vardy. For well, five, right. Yeah. But he's not going to finish the season with the golden day. boot, right? Who are you looking at? I'm trying to think. There's only three people who can win the golden boot. Mane, Salah... Timo Werner. Timo Werner. Is he going to take the penalties for Chelsea? Well, that's what I'm interested in. Is Jorginho? No, Jorginho's out. If Jorginho doesn't play, which he's not going to play, I think yeah, he's rid of him. I don't know. Oh, who's it's, it's absolutely going to be Werner. Did he take him for life? Sorry, and Harry Kane. How did I forget oh, that? Harry, Harry Kane. Yeah, so Harry, did, Harry Kane and Bobby. Well, I'm choosing his. One of the I'm three choosing his teammates. Do we, uh, do we know if Timo Werner took it for Leipzig? Uh, I I don't know that off the top. Not sure. I would guess. Not sure. All right, Gob, going to you. Manager of the year, Golden Boot. Any words? Okay. So <laughs> for a podcast, manager of the year is going to be Jurgen Klopp. All right. Say no more. He's your. He's your. I mean, back to back champs makes yep. sense. And they win the number number two Champions League. Number two is going to be Nuno Sato. Uh, you know, a spirit to say. Honestly, up. if Wolves overachieve, you'll make all of us look like performers. I'm just saying, I got, them, I got them. They're going to come as number five. I'm pretty sure they're finishing bottom half. So I got, I'm putting them around nine to 11. He got like, what, three or four managers of the month last year? Yeah. Didn't, didn't win them the whole year, though. Who's your golden boot? So this is a tough one. And uh, the last it can literally so only time. be three people. No, Son no, no. is not going to win. I know. So, I know. Son's not going. You guys are going to look like idiots. We might. We might. He just he just messed up his hamstring. He ain't playing this week. Oh, he takes the penalty sometimes. So <laughs> because Harry Kane is always injured. It's also true. So you know, I'm not going to go there, but you know, there's a wild card, Kun Aguero, right? Sergio Aguero. Yeah. I if mean, he gets healthy, yes. I'm just saying. I, you know um, what? Oh, man, I think he's already five goals behind. I mm-hmm. no, I get that, but and that's Jesus, one game for Aguero. Yeah. Um, Jesus is a nightmare. I am gonna go Mane. Sadio. All right. I'm okay. going all Liverpool yeah, for my can, votes. And I'm it. going Mane. I think you could. I think you could debate that's a that. Very arguable. Yeah, I think you could debate. Player. He's the top three, maybe one of the best players in the world. So I, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. And my Ooh. my backup, because I would love to just throw that in there, yeah, is gonna be Aubameyang. 
All right. Also, All good right. choice. All right, so I'm going to actually move us. Uh, Our final I'm gonna, three? We're going to go back. We're going to go to the full three points. All right. And I have three questions prepared, and I actually didn't tell any of you what these questions oh, were. Oh, oh, I you had, have one prepared Man, for I had a good topic. For us for I know you had a good topic, right. but based okay. on the nature of how this podcast has progressed to this point, okay. I actually think that this will be interesting. All right. We're going to pick the winners of the other three biggest leagues <laughs> in Europe. Oh, gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, My topics were way better than that. Your topics were way better. <laughs> but this is going to move us through this quicker, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins the Liga? Real Madrid. Oh, this isn't going to move us any quicker. I don't know. I, uh, I'm going to say Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Two Real Madrids. Atletico. Atletico? Barcelona. So good pick. Barcelona. That, they're like fourth. Maybe oh eighth. Some, <laughs> so, by the way, some, somehow Sevilla is going to win. Is anyone taking <laughs> yeah. stats right now? Absolutely not. Who wins Syria? Juventus. Juventus. Inter Milan. No way. <laughs> Straight up, no. Garrett, who wins Syria? Scoffs. GOB? They're really winning Syria. Syria. Napoli. Sanchez. Oh, Napoli? No. That's great. Okay, you, might as well, you might as well accept Septoria. We just, we just won't bring you back, okay? Good luck. Parma? Good who wins? Who wins? Dan, do next wait, wait. Did all three of you say Juve? No, I said Inter Milan. Conte... Uh, Conte gets its win with the squad of senior citizens. No, <laughs> the average age of that squad is like thirty-two. I think if you're if you're which is like which is like which is like actually trotting the four of us out there with like seventeen bad knees or however many we have yeah. amassed between if, the four. If of you're us. really Eight. if you're really hoping if you're really hoping for Lukaku and Sanchez to take it to victory, it's just not gonna happen. What about Latoro? No love. He's gonna go somewhere. Mm. He's, by him. Well, if not this season. And by the way, if we're going if, if we're going to make sure that we include the EPL in this, it was Liverpool, 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 Liverpool Chelsea. Right. I've been doing pretty well with my guesses this year. I think I'm what oh for four right now. Yeah, you remember when I you remember right when I doinked the Champions League? <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, who wins? Who wins the Bundesliga? Jesse Bayern was in seventh right now. I'm gonna actually go with Dortmund. They just got crushed by Hoffenheim. Absolutely not, Bayern. Uh, I'm gonna also go with Dortmund. Oh, Bayern. Just no question. Bayern will win Bundesliga. I mean, if I'm if, if I'm being honest... Who like, did they lose outside of Tierra? Uh, well, right now, they started Javi Martinez at center midfield this week. Of course weekend. they They have been for... They have a, a lot of injuries. They have a lot of yeah, long-term but injuries. They have He's surged. like a fossil. They have surged. They have a lot of long-term injuries right now, too. People are out for... Months. I do think that... I, I you know... <laughs> I'm so going Lewandow- Bayern for sure. Lewandowski over... over uh, or performed last so year. So we actually we, we won't do that again. We actually have a decent amount of parity way, across the four of us. I agree with you. Muller yeah. is at least forty. There's some like world class rating or something that he deserves. He is he's passing an incredible amount of milestones. All right. So what GOB is referring to is that we were actually having not necessarily an argument but a discussion about what classifies someone as world class. Yeah. With that, what's the other league we have? We can we can do that another time. Well, what do you want to say? Do we want to go to? Uh, do we miss anything? Yeah, league. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like French yeah, league. I sure do. PSG. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be right? I love that. I love that they started the season zero uh, two. I think it's going to be Toulouse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go with Nantes. Wrong. I'm going to go with Montpellier. Mont- <laughs> All right. Uh, so Are you those. Do MLS. Oh. Oh, do we want to go with a bonus point? Because we want to. Oh, right, we're skipping the French League, right? Yeah, I'm we're skipping the French League. I'm going to pick PSG. Yeah, I'm we, recording. Yeah, ex- you can just, you either, can either you write PSG for everyone or you, you just skip right. it. Can you help Save me understand it. why you're writing stuff down? It's literally being recorded. I mean, you could say, um, like, 
He's gonna put it in a spreadsheet later. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. This MLS. Who thinks MLS? hot stats. MLS. That one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass and think if anybody has a top, uh, oh. top of their head. So I'm gonna go with uh, my number one Eastern Conference team and my number one Western Conference team. I don't know. Well, I think that uh, Philadelphia Union is pretty hot. I think the Columbus Crew are the best team in the mm-hmm. entire MLS. Yeah. And I, yeah, think that I, they I know are. how much you love Giassi, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, Nagby. Nagby is, is my well, player of choice. Well, Giassi's gonna get picked up mid-year transfer window and go to the United. So. I yeah, think. I think we've got the Union and Crew as the top two teams in the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to go with the Crew. And I think we've got LAFC and the Sounders. Who's the Crew? Columbus, Columbus Crew. Pedro Santos for the Columbus Crew has also been playing ball. Very amazing. Yeah. So, um, but the Sounders, Jordan Morris is yeah. out of control. And Raul Rui Diaz is making it rain right now. And Ladero is always very good. So I think that Seattle potentially has a chance to uh, also be there. But I'm going to so pick... I'm the crew. Okay, so basically yeah. right now what you can't see is that none of us have actually done any research. Like, at least we're familiar with the European leagues. We're all in our he- cell phones right now trying to figure I'm out not. what's going on in the Zero cell phone. You can't name more than three teams in the Yeah, well, Garrett, we know, it's is a perennial league. MLS league. hater, so just ignore yeah. him. We God, are, we're not going to go to him. MLS champion. Uh, I'm going to go with Portland Timbers. Whoa. Okay. A couple of Number three there. for me Portland in the West. Timbers? Number three. I'm going to go with Seattle Sounders as the MLS Cup champions this season. I mean, which is a boring pick, I they're know. They're always there. But yeah. they're just... They're just Jordan Morris is out of control right Orlando's now. Orlando's going to win. Louis Nani's taking You're out of control. Victory. Didn't they win the MLS's back tournament? Um, yes, they did, is the answer. They got to the final. I thought, did Portland, they win the I thought Portland won. No, I thought they beat Portland in the final. No, that, Port- that might be won. true. Orlando is fourth. Port- that's a, that's Portland a won, but right that's, a, that's, a, that's not a bad pick for... Uh, 30 second internet research. All right. That's the only team I can name because I like Luis Nani. You just got the full three points plus another bonus point for the uh, MLS champion of the points. season. Um, I can commit to you that we will be back sooner than 31 days, uh, which is yes. the amount of time from the last podcast. Lots of stuff. We found a new down. studio. Right. We did find a new studio. Episode two is live now. Yep, exactly. Episode 2 is live on SoundCloud. Episode 3, I'm going to push Garrett to be a little bit more timely with the upload so it's relevant. Because yeah. if you listen to Episode 2 now, all that information is stale. That's true. Um, <laughs> but, uh, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. We're out. A quick look up, a right foot shot, and that is arrowed underneath the crossbar. That's a stupendous goal. He's not shy of shooting from long range, and you can see why. That is sensational. 15 minutes gone, a phenomenal goal.